1: by Dispatch. Today, I'm Brittany, and joining me today, and always, is my friend, Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How you doing? Eh, I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing all right. That's good. Did you have a good week?
0: Yeah, it was fine. I mean, listening to lots of people talk about their reactions to the trailer, because... Everybody put out a trailer reaction podcast, of course. And it was sort of fun to, to hear what basically it, dozens of people had to say about it.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I know. Everyone's reactions were just wonderful. The most comments I got from like listening about the trailer was like who Snoke was talking to. Because a lot of people thought that Snoke was talking to Ray or Kylo. Even though I thought for certain that... Now that he was talking to Ray, but I don't know. That's just me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I just sort of assumed that he was like, for me, it wasn't even a question.
1: Yeah. But who knows? Maybe. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Ryan Johnson's just messing with our brains. Like that very last scene, which is now obviously two different scenes. I think it's not actually Kylo holding his hand out to Ray after that, but whatever, whatever but we have nothing to talk about. No, we, we literally have nothing to talk. about. No, we have some, we have some, uh, fun topics. Emily watched some Clone Wars and she has a new favorite character. And I don't know. No,
0: that is taking it a little bit far.
1: <laughs> and we have some new forces of destiny episodes New Forces of Destiny comics. We have a really nice top three. I'm listed in our emails. And I'm going to reveal my Halloween costume for 2017. So it's gonna be a great trip. So keep on listening if you want to find out what I'm gonna be for Halloween. So (laughs) anyway. I'm preparing my
0: deep sigh already.
1: You're going to hate it so much, but... I I already know what it is.
0: I follow you on Twitter. You don't,
1: but you do. Actually, no, you do, so... But, anyways, Emily, you watched The Clone Wars.
0: I ended up finishing up season one because there was, like, the three... Well, I guess, I mean, sort of three part ryloth story and then i realized there was only one episode left in season one and i just wanted to finish this season because i realized just how many episodes of this show there are to watch and it's a lot it's so many I'm
1: glad you got four out of the way yeah um i have to say like it was probably
0: the four in a row that i've enjoyed the most Like, I think they're individual episodes that are better, but I didn't particularly hate any of these. Um, Okay. Yeah, it starts, like, there's this whole, this three episode that's all focused on the Separatists have taken over Ryloth, which is, like, the the Twi'lek planet. And so the first episode is them, I guess, like it's space battle it's some sort of like breaking through like the whatchamacallit that they have set up so that they can get food to the ryloth people and sort of free them and you have ahsoka not following orders and she gets a bunch of people killed and you know they're clones so she feels guilty about it for about 20 seconds and then it's never mentioned again But then you have then you have Innocence of Ryloth*, which has this adorable little Twi'lek child, and these two clones who find her when they're like patrolling to try to to see what's going on on the planet. And she's very cute, and she bites one of them. And I like little alien kids, basically little cute alien kids. And you get this like Obi Wan with a cute little alien kid. And I just, it was just sort of enjoyable. Now, one thing I wanna say, okay, so there's these two, there's these two clones walking that are on like patrol together, that, that are scoping things out to find this kid. And their names are Waxer and Boyle. And here's my question. How come some of the clones are Rex and Cody and some of them are Waxer and Boyle? Where are the clones getting their names from?
1: maybe like it comes to them in a dream or maybe the clones like slur their words and they're like, what'd you say? Did you say Cody? Oh, that's a good name. That should be my name. Or I don't know as that's really interesting.
0: Okay. If, if it's in anywhere, I I don't even care if it's an EU explanation or like a still canon explanation If there's any explanation out there, I'm going to assume King Tom probably knows it. So please somebody tell me how the clones decide their names. Or do they pick their own names? Does somebody name them? These are the questions that I have. It could be the
1: Kaminoans or Kaminans. Kaminans, I think. That's how you pronounce it. Maybe they, like, give names or they give the numbers. Like, they're basically numbers, even though they're they're people, too. They're like Ewoks. They're people. But then again, how do Ewoks get their names? Like, you have Wicket and you have... I can't think of any other Ewok names, but... Chirpa. Oh, Chirpa.
0: And but Ewoks have, like, a society and name themselves. I was just wondering at, like, the... The vast difference between Boyle and Cody. Like,
1: I'm trying to think of, like, a good reason why. Because I know that Fives his name. Fives because he's, like, CT5555. And Rex is, like, his numbers are
0: CT or, or something.
1: I don't know, but that's a good question.
0: Oh, yeah, CT, of course his name would be Rex. Wait, what? I don't know. I was I was starting the sentence, and I was like,
1: no, that doesn't sound right. I'm surprised there aren't a lot of like C or T names, because it's like CT something something something. Like, there's Cody. Maybe CT and Cody, they sound alike, but yeah, King Tom would know the answer, so Tom,
0: please. Or yeah. anybody, anybody who knows. I'm just sort of curious, because I'm sort of fascinated by all things clone in terms of their personhood. Personhood.
1: Um, what'd you think of General Sandula? Or I think that was he's General, right? Or he's Champ Champ Sandula.
0: Yeah, so he's in the third episode, which is a which I believe is. I mean, we've seen Mace Windu, but I think this is the first like really like heavily Mace Windu episode that we get, and it's him and. Like, Sedula And it's... I liked him. I mean, he's not... It's hard to tell from a character who you've only seen in, you know... A, it's a 20-minute little episode. But I like the idea of these, you know, these resistance fighters... Who aren't necessarily, like, part of the Jedi forces or the government forces or anything. They're just, you know, fighting for their own planet... And their own people. It said on 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 Wikipedia that originally he was actually going to be turn out to be a bad guy who was working with the separatists, but I guess it became it could be, just became like unwieldy or too complicated or something, so they just decided to make him just a straight up freedom fighter. Hell yeah,
1: yeah! I remember really enjoying that episode and seeing Mace Windu for the first time, other than you know in the movies and that little clone wars show that was like right before the events of Revenge of the Sith that was I believe in 2004 and 5 but what would you think
0: about Mace um it's it's slightly distracting just because obviously it's not Samuel Jackson and Samuel Jackson has such a distinct voice that it's a little bit harder for me but I think I think that's something I'll get used to as I see him more. I think that was more just to, you know, like a the first step time you're spending a ton of time with him, it's a little bit distracting. And I don't I don't love the way that he's animated. Like his face looks a little bit weird, but but I like Mace. He's one of the you know, one of the things from the prequels that I like. Hmm. So I was happy to see him. Yeah, the
1: thing about Mace Windu is that, I can kind of tell that it's not Samuel L. Jackson, but at the end of the day, he's still an asshole. Like, to me, Samuel L. Jackson playing Mace Windu, like, he just plays like an asshole, really powerful Jedi. And I associate that both with both both actors and this voice actor, I don't know who voice acts. Voice acts, I don't know, I'm making up words here folks. Um, who does Mace Windu's voice for this. But... I don't know. It's hard because, like I told you when you watched the Clone Wars movie, that was actually Samuel Jackson. So I'm interested because I wonder why he just wanted to do it for the movie, and then the TV show came around, and he just said, peace, motherfuckers, and left.
0: Well, probably because when it was the movie, they could be like, here, we need you to say, you know, these, like, 20 pages of dialogue or whatever he had, probably a lot less than that, and that's a set thing. Whereas a commitment to doing a TV show, I mean, he's in every movie, so his schedule is probably a little bit full.
1: God, what's he even doing now?
0: Literally being in tons of movies and a lot of overseas commercials. (laughs) He does, I think, like some, I want to see like some gambling ads in Australia. Damn. Damn. Yeah, not 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 great, Samuel Jackson. But I think he's doing, like, a ton of overseas ads. He doesn't really do them. I mean, no, he's, I feel like he's done some here, but he does a lot in other countries.
1: Damn. He's like, I'm trying to think of a celebrity here that does a lot of that shit. Like Jamie Lee Curtis and her Activia commercials. <laughs> I don't know. Why is that the first thing I thought of?
0: Yeah, but, yeah, he does, like, he does, like, uh, like, sports betting ads in Australia.
1: I think it just went downhill after Snake's on a Plane.
0: (laughs) Well, at some point, he just sort of decided he was going to be Samuel L. Jackson, and not particularly try to act, except, like, in, um, Django Unchained, maybe, but... No, I was okay with it, overall. I mean, it was Mace, and I'm like, okay, there's a character who was just sort of like, hey, cool guy with the purple lightsaber who got tossed out a window. So, we'll see how I continue to feel about him once we actually see him do more. I'm assuming he's in later seasons.
1: He is. He's he's in season two a lot, and he has some, not really arcs, he has an episode with Anakin, and he has... Actually, I'm not even going to He has a a kind of big arc in the final season with a character. I'm not going to say who because you're going to be surprised, but it's good. You'll like it. Okay. Those are really good episodes. So I'm glad that season 1 of the Clone Wars. Oh wait, we haven't even gotten to the season finale of the Clone Wars. But I want you to explain this fully. <laughs> like the full episode. Okay. I want to laugh.
0: Which one? The, the finale?
1: Oh wait, okay, so there were four episodes you watched. The one was the Ahsoka does something stupid, and then yeah. the other one Then is... it was the
0: tw- Twi'lek girl on the planet, and then it was Mace and what's-his-name.
1: Mace and what's-his-name.
0: And then the last one is Hostage Crisis with the fucking cowboy guy.
1: Let's talk about Mr. Cowboy, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wannabe Blue Matthew McConaughey. Okay,
0: alright, let's, yeah, Okay. Now, here's the thing. Is <laughs> Cad, Cad Bane is a name that I'd heard a lot. I don't I don't I don't think it ever it read registered to me who he was. Like I knew he was one of the multitude of bounty hunters. But that's basically all I know. But this episode is um Cad Bane and a bunch of assorted bounty hunters uh take control of the Senate building. They are trying to free Zero Hot, so that's a setup. So I know this, and I'm like, okay, it's about bounty hunters. That's great. And then fucking in walks this goddamn like straight up like John Wayne Clint Eastwood cowboy, <laughs> and I don't like I don't quite know what to think about it. Like, at one point, literally, he says, Hello there, little lady, to Padme. And... (laughs) It's just so silly. Like, I didn't even particularly dislike it, because it just made me laugh really hard. Because I'm like, wait, do they... Do do they have Clint Eastwood and John Wayne movies in space? Because that seems a little bit weird to me. But he straight up has a cowboy hat. And is wearing a cowboy outfit, and has, like, pistols. It's so silly.
1: So let me get this straight. They have Clint Eastwood in space, but they don't have chickens in Star Wars. Like, I don't get that. Like, there's so many opportunities for s- chickens in Star Wars. And here you have wannabe Clint Eastwood slash Matthew McConaughey slash John Wayne in a character. Like, I like Cad Bane and all. But, I don't know. Sometimes it just pushes it. Because you said that when he called Padme Little Lady, you just cracked up and you didn't know what to think of it. But... When we see a character like that, shouldn't their first lines like intrigue us or something, or their first character introduction? Because, to me, it almost sounds like a joke.
0: I mean, it's a little bit—it's a little bit weird. I often feel this way when they throw in relatively modern Earth expressions into Star Wars. It's—it's uh, it's like we talked about this before. It's a lot of the problems that I had with the. Um, with the Boba Fett story, and from a certain point of view, like, I just, I don't, like, there's certain slang that shouldn't be used. There's certain, there's yeah. certain phrases that I feel take me out of it. Like, I'm fine with him looking like a cowboy. I mean, I'm not, it's silly, but whatever, it's, it's, it's fine. But the hello there, little lady, I'm just like, no, that's, no, that's weird. It's so weird. But yeah, so you meet him, you meet, um, What's her name? Aura Singh. Aura Singh, who is also somebody that I heard about and didn't really know who they were. She was kind of badass.
1: I love her. She was in The Phantom Menace.
0: Yeah, I don't really remember her from that at all.
1: So, during the pod racing scene or one of um, like Anakin's like going through a little, uh, I don't know, like sand tunnel thing. And then you see a bounty hunter. Oh, that's her. And she has like a gun or something here. Let me look up exactly what scene that she's in. Our favorite movie. We always come back to our favorite movie, *The Phantom Menace*. I love it. Don't you love it, Emily? Just the thing. Here's we- the thing: is you make fun of
0: me about that, but it's not even my least favorite of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> I
1: know. I'm awful. I should stop doing that. What? What's your least favorite? The Attack oh, of the Clones?
0: Oh, m- fucking *Attack of the Clones*. Jesus Christ. Okay.
1: <sighs> that movie had such great
0: potential.
1: It had. Obviously, you know, issues with the romance and everything. What do you think was, like, the worst thing of that movie?
0: Dialogue. All of the dialogue.
1: Oh, that's George Lucas. George Lucas suffers that dialogue. I.
0: Yeah, I know, which is a problem when you're <laughs> making movies.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. Dialogue is kind of important.
1: Yeah. That's true. But. The movie could have been way worse than it was because the Blu-ray editions that came out, I believe, in 2012 or 2011, they showed a lot of scenes from, like, the f- from Attack of the Clones that was were supposed to be in the movie. Like, one of them was, like, they were on that space freighter thing or they are on that, like, that space cruise ship thing and Anakin was, like, in bed and he's, like, tossing and turning and he's like, Mom! Mom! And Padme, like, wakes him up. She's like, Yo, bitch, wake up. And then... He's like, oh, I must have been having a dream. And it was, like, a really awkward scene. But... I don't know, like... One of the things I think I love the most about the movie is the score. And a lot of the costume design. But that shouldn't be a reason why I really enjoy movie. Like, I enjoy, like, the Detective Obi-Wan shit and his sexy mullet. No, I'm kidding, but... <laughs> like that's my dad's favorite movie out of all of them is if, is attack of the clones because of the jedi battle scene on kurt on uh, not curse on on geonosis like huh yeah isn't that weird like my dad he's just like not not really into star wars but whenever you know we go see a movie he's like god i hope it's like attack of the clones
0: It's <laughs> ah, ah, funny
1: he loves that action shit. And I guess, you know, all those Jedi, he, yeah, because we were talking today about, you know, the possibility, or we were talking about Rogue One, like, because he was saying that Rogue One, he prefers it way more than uh, The Force Awakens because there was more action. He's like, I would really like to see, like, a Jedi movie, like a, mo- a movie about a Jedi, but we're not going to get that, and I don't like that. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting thought. Okay, so, tangent... Completed. I have this picture of Aura Singh. She's, like, on a ledge. She has, like, a giant gun. It looks like one of her rifles that she used in um, the animated series. And she's, like, standing on a ledge, and she's, like, overlooking the pod racers. Which is kind of weird to oh, add okay. a character like that, knowing that you're not going to use her. Either that, either they like knew they weren't going to use her, or they were just like, let's add this person because she's weird looking. No, that's awful. But
0: well, I mean, there's all sorts of like, there's all sorts of you know, like all the background aliens in the cantina and stuff.
1: Yeah, but it was just such a weird part.
0: I think it's actually the opposite word. I think I think it's just weird that they continually like pluck these characters from like teeny one-off background scenes and then like make them into real characters.
1: I just didn't like how she was in that scene and it was like they were acting like she was going to serve purpose in that but she literally just stood there.
0: Like, Yeah when you see her you think she's going to like looking, be a character.
1: like us and she's looking at the
0: Padres thinking oh who's going to die this round
1: or oh who's going to win is it going to be that weird looking creature or is it going to be that human kid. It's always the human kid. But... (laughs) (laughs) There are other bounty hunters um, in this episode, but I'm going to be really surprised if you know all their names, because I sure as hell don't. Let me look it up. Um, there's
0: the... there's the the droidy one.
1: Oh, IG-88, right?
0: Um. Yeah, but it's not. It's uh, it's not IG-88, is it?
1: Fuck, it better be. Here, let me look. I'm looking at it up right now.
0: I mean, I know IG-88, but... Oh, I know. On Wikipedia, it says IG-86. Yeah, that's
1: probably right. We're down. very knowledgeable
0: on our podcast.
1: It's a learning community. We all learn... We're all in this together.
0: I don't even know the names of all the people in my office, so... There's the little guy who has the like who shocks Anakin. I thought you were talking about people in your office. No. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Star Wars. There's the little guy who shocks Anakin. Um, I don't know what his name was. And there was the droid, and there was Cad Bane, and there was Ora Singh. Was there anybody else? I feel like that was everybody. Yeah.
1: Okay, so... There's Cad Bane. There was...
0: Robonino.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. I'm not... Okay, this episode is not giving me the correct... Okay, wait. So...
0: Robonino is the little dude. Shahan Alma. Don't know who... Okay, oh yeah, Shahana is the other... Like, the... He had like a little beret. He's the same—the guy who's the same species as Hondo.
1: Oh fuck! Oh, yeah, huh.
0: Anyway, I like the bounty hunters in general. I'd be okay with more bounty hunters. Oh, by the way, this episode starts with with Anakin being like, "Hey, Padme, let's take a two week vacation," and she's just, she just has to be like, "Dude, no." I'm a senator. I've got fucking work to do. And then he's like, Isn't our love more important? And I'm like, N- No, motherfucker, it's not. You're in the middle of a war. And, like, I get that it, like, it turns into this little, like, playful thing. But I find ugh, it, it's a personal pet peeve behavior, which I hate, which is that, you know, if you love me enough, or obviously I love you more than you love me. Like, it just makes me, it seems so manipulative, even when it's, even when you're, like, doing it playfully, that it just bugs me. And then he, like, hands over his lightsaber, which, you know, it's meant as this declaration of, this is the most important thing and personal thing that I have, and I'm handing it to you. But really, it's because they need an excuse to get Anakin without his lightsaber, because that'll make the episode more dramatic. Because what happens is you know, the bounty hunters come in and they take everybody hostage and Anakin is hiding and then it's him, like, dieharding around trying to save everybody. I thought a little bit... It seemed a little bit strange to me that this was the season finale. Especially, like, coming off of, like, a three-part episode. So doing a three-part, like, we're focused on this planet and then it's just, oh, no, here's just a regular episode and that's the end of the season.
1: Yeah, maybe they thought, you know... more bounty hunters cuz we don't really see a lot of bounty hunters other than empire strikes back when they're all lined up and vader chooses one of them to hunt down uh, hunt down solo but i feel so bad cuz it's like i tell you all the time that oh the Cold wars is so great yada yeah, yada yeah. but i feel like every time we discuss this there's a lot of flaws to the series but then you know i think again that this is the first season like the first seasons of shows usually have a lot of flaws But it makes me think are all the episodes like this and we just don't see that flaws because we just love Star Wars so much and we just don't want to see them or we just say something's good because it's not there anymore because if the Clone Wars was finished would people still say like bring Clone Wars back and Clone Wars was the best but I don't know what do you think?
0: I don't know it's hard to be in a judge. like I understand people having attachment to something that they watched. Like, when they were young, or when there was... Like, it was the only thing Star Wars around, and you thought you were never going to get Star Wars again, so here was Clone Wars. I mean, I don't I don't think overall that it's terrible, necessarily, although there's certainly, like... It's a very mixed bag of episodes, and there's some that I just bored me senseless. But coming to it, you know, now, at 33, I've never watched it before. I mean, it's just sort of there. Like, I'm watching it, but, I mean, I could never watch an episode again and i just wouldn't ever think about it again i mean it's sort of i mean in some ways it's kind of how i am with rebels which is i only know what's happening with rebels at all because of people talking about rebels like it would never even occur to me to check up on what had happened in like the last rebels episode unless i like see somebody on twitter like totally bitching about it which is what generally happens because there's like a you know clone i mean not a clone but there's like a droid singing or something and everybody throws a fucking fit.
1: Speaking of rebels, the season finale or the series finale? No, I fucked that up.
0: <laughs> premiere? <laughs> I think the word you're looking for yeah. is premiere.
1: Premiere. I can't think of words. Today's been a weird day, but yeah, the premiere is today, or technically twelve thirty tomorrow morning, which I think I'm gonna watch it. So I'll...
0: now, I mean, is that is that like Eastern time? So that's gonna be like pretty early for you guys.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is up with their release schedule for this series, but I don't know. I'm still watching it. I think I'm just going to watch it like online, on like the website, or not on TV, because Disney XD is literally the worst. The commercials are unbearable. I don't even remember the commercials <laughs> for when I was a kid watching Disney Channel or Nickelodeon were that terrible, or I just thought it was entertaining because my brain was not developed yet. It still isn't, but we're getting there. The episode is starting off with, a, like, a Mandalore-ish feel or something, or one of the characters comes back from the Clone Wars, and Sabine's in it, I think. So that should be a good episode, other than Ezra fucking everything up.
0: So, like, what do you like, what do you like on Rebels? Like, who are the characters that you do like?
1: Hera and Canon, like, without, like, it's kind of hard to explain. I, God, do I even like the show? Like, I, (laughs) honestly, maybe a little bit of me likes it because it's Star Wars, and I like everything Star Wars. I'm like, okay, like, this show is entertaining sometimes, but yet, you know, all these characters and their plots, like, I like the fact that Kanan is a Jedi, and he's kind of training his Padawan, and they get in situations, and sometimes they're funny, and sometimes I like that weird humor. And then Thrawn comes in and does something stupid, because it's Thrawn, but God, like, do I like this? I don't know, like, I I haven't gone to the point yet, like, you, usually I'd know, like, this is a really good therapy session, Emily, thank you, but... I don't know if I like it. I think I just like it because it's Star Wars. I'm going to admit that. And it's probably really shitty that I'm admitting that. But it's probably true for a lot of people is that they can't find one thing they like about this series. And I, straight off the bat, or just, I can't think of one thing right now that I like about the series. That's awful. I'm so sorry.
0: No, I mean, for me, I just sort of decided that I don't need to consume everything Star Wars. Like, I need to consume all the movies for right now. We'll see what happens once there's, like, a couple of bad movies out there. And the new movies, like, you know, if there's th- three bad standalones in a-, in a row, I don't know what I'm going to do. be doing. But for now, like, in movies, I'll go see them and I'll get super excited about them. But, you know, I-, I-, I sort of pick up the books that I've heard good things about or that are about characters that I really like. But, I don't know, Rebels, like, I tried a couple, and I'm just like, no, it's not for me.
1: Yeah, I feel like a lot of the episodes on Rebels 2 are filler, even though our mortal enemy Dave Filoni says that there are no filler episodes in Star Wars Rebel, which is a fucking lie. But, well, here's the
0: thing. I feel like, I'm not saying there's not filler episodes of Rebels, but I also think that sometimes people say, oh, it was a filler episode to describe any episode that they didn't particularly like. And I think it's, in, it's important for TV shows and this isn't, this isn't talking about Rebels now and specifically it's talking about TV shows in general. I think it's important to have episodes that maybe like get away from the main plot and focus on character or, or try new and interesting things. So I, I feel like I don't... When I hear like, oh, all the episodes are something are filler, then I'm like, well, then it's not filler. Then it's just not a particularly well-crafted TV show and it's maybe unfocused.
1: Yeah, that's a good argument, but then again, there are episodes that are mainly filler, and then there are like little things that, ha- it's like a puzzle, like there's little pieces of the puzzle in like each episode, and they all connect at the very end of the season, or it's mostly filler, but there's like a little piece of the puzzle earlier little pieces and then that's what connects the whole episode in total so I think that's either what a lot of people think filler episodes are or how the whole series is but it's like I can name one kind of thing I like about Rebels I mean I like how it's kind of a slow production and creation of the Rebel Alliance I like that but I don't like how characters like Kanan and Ezra are like kind of the founding fathers of the Rebel Alliance because that kind of defeats you know Bail Organa and Mon Mothma's characters because we only remember the ones we see the most for instance in this series Ezra Kanan Hera that whole family you know there's so many big people in Star Wars that we still don't know yet like for instance Mon Mothma we don't know really a lot about her but yet, we know about this kid who. Family's important to him and. Family, family, family. But.
0: Yeah, man, give me him on Mothma Book. Yeah. Also, give me him on Mothma Forces of Destiny, please. Fuck.
1: And we're going to talk about Forces of Destiny later. But I just want to touch up on, because we're kind of still talking about Clone Wars now. I want more Padme. I want more Padme solo. I'm so sick and tired of all of these Padme and Ahsoka. Padme and Ahsoka, no. Just do Padme. Like, I don't get why you have to have two characters. Like, Padme is such a brilliant character. She's probably one of my favorite Star Wars characters and probably my favorite female Star Wars character. No, just female. No, just not female, just character. Character, character, character. She's just the queen of her own planet. She's a senator. Like, she's an inspiration. Like, I just want more... Padme books, or Padme Forces of Destiny episodes, it just, it's not fair that we can get something solo of a character, but they have to share it with something else, and that's just me being greedy, because I'm a greedy bitch, but I don't know.
0: No, it's fine, I mean, I don't dislike Padme at all, but I feel like because, because I don't like those movies, it's hard to feel particularly like, drawn to the character. Like, on paper, I look at that character and go, oh, she's this really awesome character. And if she were in movies that I liked, I'd probably super like her. But, I mean, because I sort of... I I don't bother with the prequels anymore. Like, I just have decided... There's so much Star Wars out there that I do love. I'm just gonna watch that. But I think... I mean, I'd I'd probably still pick up a Padme book. Or, like, a comic or something.
1: Yeah, like, one of the main things I remember reading in the old books you know just i really enjoyed you know reading about padme and you know basically the whole tragedy in episode three of like her and anakin like she loved someone so much and he ended up being the reason why you know she died like she died of a broken heart and that shit and it's like a greek tragedy but then again that just makes her character just so much more i i am a loss of words <laughs> but you, you know what i'm saying <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, I have to agree with you on the point that, you know, back to Clone Wars, talking about how Anakin was being a dick and saying, is our love more important than your senatorial duties? Like, what the? F- <laughs> like, they could have handled that so much better.
0: Well, it's because I would be like, no, dude, it's not. Like, no, I mean, maybe it is, but certainly not, like, you guys going off on vacation for two weeks. Do Jedi even have retreats? Like, what the fuck? Like, he has this whole thing about how, you know, he knows a place in the galaxy where nobody will know who they are. And I'm like, well, okay, but, like, first, yeah, I mean, first of all, bullshit. But also, hey, maybe wait till there's not a fucking crisis every two seconds. Like, you're in the middle of a big war, probably, like, the
1: biggest war in, like, thousands of years. And you want to spend two weeks with your wife? Like, uh yeah that that that's Star Wars, that's Clone Wars for you, you know, but fuck the war, let's hang out with our wives for two weeks in space,
0: Mike dude, you knew she was a senator when you married her, like you knew that she felt like her job was important and was gonna be focused on that, so maybe don't mind when she doesn't want to like take two weeks, two weeks is a long time.
1: I can understand like three days or four days. I don't know. I haven't been in a relationship in like four years, so I don't know how this <laughs> shit works anymore. I don't know. Maybe it's like I'm giving like Anakin and Padme like relationship advice, even though like they're both
0: dead <laughs> and fictional. <laughs> okay, but let's let's keep with cartoons and go into the new uh, Force of Destiny episode. We watched three of them.
1: Yes, three.
0: Okay, so uh, there was one with Rey, and on the Millennium Falcon. There was a Ahsoka, Anakin, Yoda one, and there was an Ahsoka Padme one. I liked the Rey one a lot. I'd been kind of wondering when we saw the trailer. There was a scene in the Millennium Falcon with her and Han, and I'm like, where are they fitting this in, canon wise? But there's the like the first line is is something that Han says about about how they're on their way to to see Maz in this scene, and then they realize that there's like a tracking device on the ship. You know, these are two and a half minute episodes, so there's not a ton of plot. But I liked it. There's Finn being incompetent. Uh, he he pulls the tracking device off, even though. Ray tells him not to, and then it's just like it's rigged to explode. You get some cute Chewbacca stuff because Ray can understand Chewbacca and Finn can't. I, and I kinda it was kinda fun to see like animated old Han solo. I liked that.
1: No. I like the voice acting of Han. Just the
0: Great job kid.
1: Like if kind of like soul trail.
0: I mean it was, you know, it wasn't terrible. Yeah,
1: I liked his What the <laughs>
0: I mean, it's definitely something, like, I was worried about, like, I mean, I mean, I know what Han Solo sounds like, so I'm a little bit like, uh, especially because Force of Destiny has so many people who have come back to voice their characters, but I thought, I mean, Han was fine.
1: Yeah, was that actually John Boyega?
0: I I mean, I thought I read that John Boyega was going to be in the show, Hmm. so I assumed that it was, but then they only had, like, three or four lines, so I wasn't quite positive.
1: Maybe it was just like how the character looked. It didn't feel like Finn. I don't know. Just like listening to the episode or no, watching the episode a couple of times, it still has me like second guessing. Like, is that John Boyega?
0: But then again, like Ray, like Ray's voice is so like distinct that of course, like
1: I know it's, it's our cute little Daisy Ridley.
0: Yeah, I have to say, I really, really like animated Chewbacca. Oh my god, I was just about to say that. (laughs) He looks a little bit weird and a little bit off. Like, there's something about it that doesn't translate well to animation. But it's also still adorable. So I'm okay with the fact that I'm like, why does Chewbacca look so weird? Because he does look weird compared to actual Chewbacca. But in terms of a cute animated thing that I get to watch on my screen, totally okay with it.
1: I love animated Chewbacca scared. That's my favorite Chewbacca. When he's scared, when. Oh my god, it's so good. And he's cuddling with the wampa. And then with the bomb, he's like. <laughs> that was my terrible Chewbacca impression. It
0: sounds a lot like your porg. <laughs> no.
1: My. Oh! But speaking of porgs, I got a new porg. And his name is Canadian Bacon. I have Canadian bacon and pineapple. And. Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) This is worse than the clone names. They are brothers
1: united on pizza for the justice of taste buds everywhere.
0: (gasps) Oh my God. Oh my God. Do you think if if they keep doing Forces of Destiny, like if they do a couple more seasons, like including one after The Last Jedi, does that mean we're going to get some, maybe some Forces of Destiny that have Porgs in them? Maybe
1: Maybe like that's going to be an episode with Paige and Rose with Porgs or something or oh
0: my
1: God, hopefully people stop bitching about or stop bitching about Forces of Destiny so that we can get like another season so like kind of during the events of The Last Jedi kind of like what they're doing like during The Force Awakens like we get Rey and Luke on ahch Octu- and then you see some Porgs
0: yeah like Rey could have an adventure with some Porgs or they had Chewbacca, too. Like, maybe
1: that's how their relationship starts. Like, Chewbacca's doing something, and, like, Rey saves him, and then a porg, like, hugs him, and then he's, like, happy. Oh,
0: my God. Fucking, I love those porgs.
1: The porgs. The porgs. So cute. But.
0: Um, okay, so then we had the Yoda-Ahsoka-Anakin episode, where Ahsoka is, like, training to use the two lightsabers. I feel like cartoon yoga Yoda is slightly creepy looking <laughs> cartoon yoga
1: <laughs> but I agree it looks like something it I, I can't think of what it looks like it looks like something other than Yoda I'm trying to think of like it almost looks like puppet Yoda in a way but I don't know it just looks off but I think that that's just me being critical too critical but I don't know. Sounds like Yoda. Like, I almost wish I was a kid sometimes watching these. So I wouldn't have to question every, like, five things. Like, why does Anakin why are Anakin's lips weird? Why <laughs> why is his whole body weird? Why is Yoda weird? Like, I'll just be like, okay, that's, that's Ahsoka learning that she needs to be herself and fight like herself. Because that's kind of what the episode, because each episode has some cute little, like. Oh, like, be yourself, or follow your friends, or you guys make a great team, or something cheesy and cute like that.
0: Yeah, because it's a little two and a half minute kid show. Yeah. And that's what two and a half minute kid shows are supposed yeah. to do.
1: God, I always hate reading the comments on those videos, because there's just so many assholes in the comments.
0: Oh, I never read the comments on those. No way.
1: Uh, I catch myself doing that sometimes, and I slap my wrist and be like, no, nope, Brittany. But, God, man. People are bad, bad people. But, I don't know, these are cute episodes. Like, they teach little lessons and they're two minutes long. Like, hell yeah, you know, more Star Wars for me. Like, I'm good. I love it. Bring me more. I'm excited for the other episodes because there's supposed to be one with Jen and and Sabine, and then they are supposed to be kind of one with Rey and Unkar Plutt. Un- Unkar Plutt. Yeah, that's how you say it.
0: Yeah, I kind of, the I think the Ahsoka Padme one was fine. They're like, in a Ahsoka has Padme out and is, is teaching her some piloting stuff, and then a, a droid ships attacks them, and Padme destroys it. I sort of I feel I mean what part of the free thing like I don't get about people complaining about this stuff is like, it's too like what do you want them to do in two and a half minutes, like Force of Destiny is not going to reveal like, who Ray's parents are. <laughs> they're they're little like interludes, it's fine.
1: <laughs> what if it did just to piss off people?
0: Oh my god, that'd be hilarious.
1: It's like you don't have to watch it. It's like we're not. It, not like Pablo Hidalgo was tweeting out to everyone. You have to watch this episode, or else I will. I can't even. Fuck. I can't think of anything funny today. But yeah, it's not, like <laughs> Pablo, it's not like Pablo Hidalgo was like tweeting at people. You need to watch this episode, or else I won't be able to feed my family or something stupid like that. Like it's. It shouldn't be something taken so goddamn serious. Like then again, you know, it's Star Wars, and it's like people who love Star Wars watch it too and they're like oh yeah like it's canon it's you know something that happens before this and it's something that I don't know connects the characters and makes their bond stronger because we don't really see a lot of that in the movies but
0: I mean it's just what gets me about people getting angry about it is it is probably the easiest thing in Star Wars media to just ignore
1: people just do the
0: Like, if you just- it it will have no effect on your Star Wars viewing to not view these things that you don't like. It's not like Forces of Destiny is getting made and they cancel the Clone Wars to do it. Like, you're not losing anything by this thing you don't like existing. It's just an additional thing that you don't have to partake in. But this is something that they announced at New York Comic-Con, which is they're going to do a limited-run Forces of Destiny comic book series. StarWars.com has a pretty good article about it, it's just sort of breaking it all down. It's going to be five issues, they're each going to focus, like Force of Destiny episodes do, on a different character or a pair of characters. They said that some of them are going to be extensions of stories that we already saw in Force of Destiny and some of them are just like things of the same character. Uh the first one is gonna be Princess Leia. Hell yeah. And the there the I'm not sure if there's an official cover or just like some artwork they did like to promo it, but there's this great one of her like sitting on top of a Tauntaun. The second issue is Rey. The third issue is Hera fourth issue is Padme and also Ahsoka, sorry Brittany (laughs) but uh, the fifth one and this is going to be the last one of them or at least of this run, hopefully they'll be popular and they'll do more, but it'll be, it'll come out soon after The Last Jedi and it's going to be a story with Rose and Paige, so I think that's super exciting yeah, I'm
1: excited it reminds me of how close the Last Jedi is to our fingertips. We are slowly, slowly getting there.
0: Two months, man.
1: Fuck. That's crazy. I know. I'm just excited for that whole week, man. Except I have finals that week, I think, but... Other than Oof, that...
0: that's a little bit rough.
1: I know, I just had to do midterms before this, so my brain's, like, a little fried. Like, I had to do something for, like, my public administration class. I had to write an essay out of this, like, excerpt from the book. And I swear to God, it just, it wasn't English. It was, like, terribly written English trying to be smart. Like, I, (laughs) it was so bad. Like, I had a, it was like, oh, like, write why the book says something, something, something. And I, I barely could do it but fuck school fuck it fuck it no nope. stay in school kids but yeah stay in school stay in school I'm almost there I'm like like a year and a half a year from graduating I think
0: yeah you just gotta hang in there
1: god <sighs> yeah will be fine but yeah I mean I just love December I love like holiday time so that's the thing that's like kind of getting me in like for some reason, like, I feel like Halloween's over, even though it's not.
0: Probably because there's already Christmas stuff everywhere.
1: Yeah, I was in Macy's today. I was shopping with my mom. Retail therapy is the best therapy. But, <laughs> yeah, I was shopping, and they already have their Christmas trees in there. Like, they are all light up Christmas trees because they're slowly getting ready for their giant Black Friday sales and everything. And
0: Yeah, I went because there's a, like, there's a, Dwayne Reed, which is a drugstore that Walgreens recently bought out, but it's in the in the lobby of my building, or at least like connected to the lobby of my building at work. And I went down to get some Halloween candy because I like to keep candy at my desk. And I go downstairs, and I walk into the seasonal aisle, and half of it's Christmas, 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 and then right next to it is some jack-o'-lanterns, and I'm like, what? This is no stop. At least let Halloween be over. Because it looks weird when it's together.
1: What Halloween candy did you get?
0: Um, I got a mixture of Snickers and Milky Way and Twix and Caramel Milky Way. Fuck yeah. I love those. They do a Milky Way that's all caramel? Oh my
1: god, it's so good. I know. I just love the,
0: the caramel and
1: chocolate. I'm like a sour, like, sweet candy person too like you know like those nerds and like the sour sticks and
0: sour patch kids i don't know about Love those. Sour patch kids. like
1: they're good like if i see them in my pantry i'm gonna eat them because whenever my sister's home she always wants to get candy she always used to when she was living at my house <laughs> that sounds awful but yeah when she was living with um The family, she would always, like, run off to the Dollar Tree or Walmart because she was like, I got to get my candy. Like, she'd always get her, like, blue sour straws. Then she'd always have, like, sour candies just throughout the house.
0: Sour straws are so good. They are! I like the strawberry ones.
1: I love the airheads, too.
0: Oh, I never liked airheads, but I think it's, like, a textural, like, thing.
1: The airheads, the now and laters. They have these, like, I used to... For uh, the casino that I work at, like across the streets at Outlet Center, I used to work at the bowling alley over there, and they also had like an arcade, and I would give out prizes, and a lot of it was like candy, so of course, everyone would always get in trouble for eating the candy, because they didn't know how to properly sneak it, and I was one of those who knew how to properly sneak it, because I'm a fat kid, (laughs) but... There was always these like they were like titsy rolls but they were like strawberry flavored ones and they were so fucking good. I forget what they're called but they're just they're always so good. I would always just when I was at the bowling alley, I would like go across the way and be like, "I'm going to get some candy. You guys want anything?" <laughs> I always get candy, but Here's
0: yeah, my man. here's my sour straw tip. Here's my sour straw trip, which is if you have like Let's say a frozen margarita or a daiquiri or something. Use a, da- Use a sour straw as a straw. Oh my God. It's so good. Dude. I actually
1: had a good margarita the other day. I was so proud. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. It it tasted like alcohol and everything. Cause I told you about my first margarita experience that I had a margarita and then they gave me another one. And I realized the first one they gave me was a virgin one. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah but it, I actually like the margarita.
0: Wow! Congratulations.
1: Thank you. I know. I was listening to um the newer podcast on our network, which is Stranger Brews, with uh Josh and Dallas. And even though I'm not a beer person, I really enjoy that episode. And Patrick's on it too, which I I loved it. I just love hearing them talk about something they enjoy. Like you know, we talk about Star Wars. Like they were just talking about like beer like their memories with like you know how they first got into beer and like where to go like patrick was talking about a lot of places and you know anaheim and, and san diego too like san diego is mentioned a lot which hell yeah that's where i am it's nice to know that i live somewhere that's where a lot of good beer is and i've never tasted any of it even if you're even
0: if you're not going to drink any of it yeah
1: <sighs> oh man but yeah go beer but yeah, I definitely recommend everyone to listen to that podcast even if they don't like beer. Like it's just they're all just great people and they have such a good chemistry together.
0: Yeah, I have, I have, I just sort of like listening to people talk about things they're passionate about even if it's not something I have any interest in.
1: Yeah, I don't know, ending concluding thoughts on The Forces of Destiny and The Forces of Destiny comics. I'm excited I mean, cool more, yeah. more Star Wars, you know, in comic form too. I'm excited to, you know, read about that or hear people read about that, especially Justin and Rashad on Will Communication, because they talk about comics, so maybe they'll talk about this too, and I'll be interested
0: what they think. Hell yeah. But. No, I'm looking forward to it, and it's, you know, it's just it's five issues and it's, uh, it's a different writer and artist on each one I think and I, I'm sort of interested to see the different art styles and sort of the stories they decide to tell but I'm super excited that Rose and Paige are getting a story I think that's great
1: I know I'm so excited to you know see these characters and see who they are and what they do because Kelly Marie Tran is so fucking cute she's from San Diego okay San Diego represent, but I don't know. I, she's cute. I follow her on Instagram, and she always posts, like, really cute things. And she's like, I'm in Star Wars. And it's like, yeah, we know, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Wanna-
0: I mean, to be fair, if I were in Star Wars, that's all my post would be due.
1: <laughs> I would just tell everyone, like, I'd be in Starbucks ordering, and they'd be like, what would you like? And I'd be like, I'm in Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. do you want to get to our top three this week
0: sure let's do that
1: all right so if you have any top three recommendations for us email us at canto by pod at com, and we'll answer you as soon as we can because we have a lot of emails having to do with top three which is awesome our top three this week was sent by marina so she had two top threes so we're going to read her first top three this week and her second top three next week so she starts off the email by saying hi this is marina and i have recently heard you guys on the sith list I decided to go check out your podcast, and I'm so glad I did. I really love when you do your top three on every episode. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who listened to Synthless and then listened to us. We had such a great time with them. Those are three great guys. I love
0: those boys. Boo, less,
1: But they are our top three. She says, I have come up with two, but you can decide which one to do. That rhymed. And we're going to do both because we love you. So top three favorite fashion choices in star wars so i'm gonna read her three and then i'm gonna have emily read her three and then i'm gonna read my three and then pineapple is gonna read his three and then canadian bacon's gonna read his three and then i'm gonna bring rusty in here and he's gonna no I'm kidding but favorite fashion choices in star wars padme on naboo lake dress i love the colors of the dress and the flow of it And Leia Endor Commando Outfit. I love that she isn't wearing white in the poncho and that poncho. (laughs) I love. Also, her hair is perfect after taking off the helmet. That's so true. I have always been disappointed that my hair is never perfect after taking off a hat after seeing this. True. Rey ahch Outfit. At the end of The Force Awakens. I love the greys. And also it's a vest outfit. It looks comfortable and practical compared to her other outfit. I totally want to make this outfit. I do have the vest and arm warmers by El Hoffer Design, which I wore to Star Wars Celebration. And she included a picture of her from Star Wars Celebration. She looks so good. She has her little Yeah, helmet. it's
0: really great look.
1: She's beautiful. So beautiful. But yeah, I heard I heard about the designer that she's talking about the I think it's Elle Hoffer Design because I follow the chick on Instagram and she created like the Padme Poncho from episode 2 and I really want it it's really pretty but she created a lot of other stuff too from like you know Star Trek she created a Khaleesi dress from Game of Thrones so I definitely recommend everyone to check out her site for women's fashion but Emily what are your top 3 fashion choices in Star Wars? Okay,
0: my top 3 is going to surprise nobody cuz I got to go with my boy Mendo because <laughs> I just I don't know, there's something about about Krennic's outfit and just sort of that that white imperial outfit that is so um impressive. I like lo- I like the regular like the black imperial outfit as well cuz there's something very it's like militaristic, obviously, but it's also just impressive and intimidating looking. And anybody who can walk around on a big old dirty ship, spaceship all day, especially one that's still being built, and have this crazily bright white thing going on at a huge like cape and still look clean and wrinkle-free and awesome, totally down with that and also it's just a really nice cape let's see number two is one we've only sort of seen a little bit of because it's Leia's uh, outfit in The Last Jedi I just think it's so gorgeous I love the, the big coat with the huge collar it's just it's so regal looking and beautiful and of course I mean it's Carrie Fisher she's Always been outstandingly gorgeous and just impressive and I don't know I love that outfit I can't wait to see it in action so to speak I think that's gonna be great but my number one has got to go to Lando Calrissian because dude has a cape with dragons on the inside I mean come on he's so cool it's great It's a little bit, like, I think going back and looking at it now, like, it's, it's, you know, it is a little bit dated, like, sci-fi wear, but I love it. I love Lando in it, and I just sort of, like, in general, really like capes. Like, there's so much good costuming in Star Wars. Like, there's so many beautiful dresses. I'm really looking to seeing, um, Laura Dern, because that promo pic we got of her with that amazing dress with all, like, the, the... Like, extreme, like, cowl neckline. But, I don't know. Nobody's cooler than Lando, so I gotta give it up to him. I can't wait to see him in the Han Solo movie.
1: If you could have any three of those outfits, or capes, which one would you have?
0: I mean, here's the thing. Is, like, I love Krennic's cape, but I can't- I don't wear white, because I spill things a lot. Lando's cape is really, really tempting, but I think I want—I think I'd want Leia's coat because it's just gorgeous and cool, and I really like coats. I have like coats. Are, I don't really care much about clothes at all, but I love coats, and I own a lot of them. I would want Leia's coat.
1: That suddenly reminds me—I was supposed to give you a detailed list of blue lipsticks, <laughs> but I'll give that to you later. But. Yeah, guys, Emily's need a blue matte lipstick, so email us at kentobitepod and send us your recommendation, though, no, but, yeah, man, capes, capes, I have a good cape, and, yeah, that neck and that Princess Leia, out, or General Leia,
0: <laughs> to me,
1: she's royalty, but, man, I'd love that.
0: Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous.
1: I think I'd want Lando's cape because it has dragons inside of it. And I was thinking
0: about where you're going to wear something. Where are you going to wear that cape? <laughs> to my wedding? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs>
1: I don't know, man. Maybe I'll just wear it every year for Halloween or at Star Wars Celebration so like people know, like, oh, that's that weird chick with the cape. But who knows? I mean... You always need a cape, like, that's a necessity in life is capes.
0: Absolutely. That's a, almost a proverb. You always need a cape. That's a very important lesson to all that. You always need a cape. 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 Cape, cape, cape. (laughs) All right. So what are your top three, Brittany?
1: My top three. So my number three is Tatooine farm boy, Luke. Okay. (laughs) Because it's the classic, like it's farm boy Luke. Like we don't, we haven't seen that Luke in 40 years. Like little innocence. Like I live on a moisture evaporator farm and I shoot womp rats and people call me wormy. Like that's, that's the classic (laughs) Luke Skywalker. Like the, I just, I love it. I, it's, it's Luke. Yeah. I just, I just love the classic part of it, the nostalgic kind of feel, you know, just the simplicity of it. You just have his little boots and his pants and the robe shirt thing, and that's it. And his hair, his little 70s bangs. But that's my third. My number two is the Padme Lake Retreat outfit, like the one that she's wearing when she kisses Anakin for the first time okay Such that's a, a pretty one Beautiful dress. it's beautiful the ombre and god the costume design in Attack of the Clones was just spot on and just the way it flows like in that scene you know kind of see Anakin's cape and her Jedi robe flowing and then you see her then her hair's back beautifully and just Emily Portman could pull off anything like you put a potato sack on her and she'd rock that shit but Ugh, I want it. I see people like cosplaying that outfit. Like there's a, like the first picture I see on Google Images is like the girl, and she literally looks like she's there. Or that's just really perfectly photoshopped, but Ah, it's beautiful. I wonder what shoes she was wearing with that. I don't know. But my top one is the Queen Amadella red dress.
0: Ooh, nice.
1: That is an iconic look like you have her hair
0: and her little headpiece
1: on her ears and then you know go down below and she has like the little globes and it's like a beautiful robe it's it's breathtaking I don't know how she walks in that but shit I don't care I wouldn't walk in that I want people to look at my
0: beauty in that
1: I wish I could find like more ways to describe it because I watch Project Runway, so... I love
0: Project Runway. I see them, they're like, oh, like, the design. Oh, my God, it's so love good. You love it? Are you I watching would... the season? Yes. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Are I you guess. caught up? Yes.
0: Oh, my God, okay. Spoilers, I guess if you're watching Project Runway, I'm so glad the twins are gone. Fuck the twins. Fuck Claire and Sean.
1: Oh they are oh my the God. Worst. I can't believe that she just admitted that she was cheating. Okay, so if you guys don't watch Patrick one way, so basically, like, the rules are, like, you can only do, like, the designs, like, at or in the design room. And this bitch has measuring tape inside of her room. Like, she measured a t-shirt and a crush of a pant, I believe. And she admitted it to everyone. And then Tim Gunn walks to the room and he's like, Claire, um did you cheat and she's like yes i used it and he's like claire you're out and she gets disqualified like she just
0: basically admits it it was so weird because she her defense of her cheating was well it was only a tank top and i'm like well but like also if it was only a tank top how come you couldn't make one without cheating and using measurements of an existing shirt like if your if your defense is well, it's such a simple thing, then you definitely shouldn't have had to cheat in order to make it.
1: And the other designers were right in saying that their designs or the twins' designs were always like a knockoff of someone else's or their own clothes. Like for instance, that one episode when Claire basically copied a shirt that she was wearing and put it on her mannequin or put it on her model, but. God, they were just awful. But you have to admit now that the show's a little boring with them not on it anymore.
0: I don't I don't okay, like there's some like some this is this is the like fine line you walk on these reality competitions, which is yeah, you want the drama, but those two were just straight up annoying. And I'm so glad they're gone. Like they were obnoxious as hell. They're really pretentious, like totally fake, studied over-enunciation and weird way of talking. And they're like utter weird codependency. Like they could not function separately. And I'm just like, nope. So glad they're gone. Anyway, well, that's our Project Runway side podcast we're going to do.
1: Yeah, man. Keep your ears open for that shit. God, I didn't think there were more people out there. Like my family and I watch this religiously. I don't know anyone other than my best friend here in San Diego who watches it. Like. That's crazy, but yeah, anyways, you know, back to Queen Maddella dress, like, yeah, yeah, I watched Patrick Runway. I should know from, like, what beautiful words of Zach Posen, Nina Garcia, uh, Heidi Klum, she's just super, but you know, they use these wonderful words to describe, you know, like, the clothing and, like, the architecture of the clothing, or, I don't know, but it's very, like, avant-garde. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm terrible with words, but it's just a beautiful dress, but the thing is, is that Natalie Portman, or is that Keira Knightley?
0: I'm, I'm, I don't remember.
1: It's so hard. It's, it's been
0: so long since I watched that movie.
1: God. Another Padme outfit, too, is the one on Tatooine, like the two-piece one. The blue one. It's like two-piece. It's like the one that she sees when she sees Anakin before he finds his mother.
0: She oh, okay. It. Yeah. That
1: one's pretty. And then you just see her beautiful abs. And then the poncho was pretty. And then basically her whole pregnant wardrobe was pretty too. But the thing is, is that it was so obvious that she was pregnant. Either just people knew and didn't say anything, or people just thought that she was wearing just really bulky clothing around her stomach because it was the fashion. Or that was just George Lucas not knowing how pregnant women <laughs> um, But yeah, that's our top three this week. Again, if you have any top three recommendations, email us at cantobytepod, and we'd love to hear them. And we'd love to hear what you think about the top three also. And then, yeah, so we're gonna get to some emails. And I'm gonna read Darren's first. So Darren, a lovely listener of ours, hi Darren I love Darren he's so fucking nice I love him hello ladies I really enjoyed your post post <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> I can't read uh, I really enjoyed your post Star Wars trailer slash post Steel Wars reaction podcast episode I love your enthusiasm thank you I was really stoked to see the trailer. Previously, I was about meh about Porgs, but I love the scene with Chewbacca. Alright, wait. But the scene with Chewbacca has me love them. Considering getting one to match my dog, see attached. Oh. Oh my god,
0: your puppy is so cute.
1: I am really excited for the premiere, and my 16-year-old son loves Star Wars too, but he tells me to tone it down in my enthousi- tone down my enthusiasm sometimes. Dude, no! No, don't listen to him. Anyways, let's say in 10 years time you're asked to be part of the writing team of a new film for one of the standard ones, not standalone movies. And you're asked at the beginning of the writing process, you were asked, fuck! <laughs> And you were asked at the beginning of the writing process to list up six things that must be part of the Star Wars film. What would you put? Remember that most of the characters we have are now gone. Some of mine would be Space Battle, The Force, and Good versus Email. May the Force be with you, Darren. <laughs> and he posted- Did you say
0: Good versus Email, by the way?
1: Good vs. Email. Evil! <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I think "Good versus Email" might also be an episode title.
1: Yeah, Good versus Email. I can't read. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Darren posts a really cute picture of his dog. Uh, it's a beautiful dog. I I don't know what kind of dog it is, but. It's, why it's a cute little
0: fluffy one, and it's got big eyes and a cute little puffy nose, and I want to bop it on its nose. <laughs> Boop. And <laughs> I want to bop it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, sorry I can't read, but hopefully you understood the premise of it, email. So yeah, 10 years time, we were asked to, I don't know, write about new standalone movie or standard, standard movie and
0: basically what are the what's the essential things that are star wars like once you get 10 years down the road and you're not you're not talking about luke skywalker or or even like ray and finn but what makes star wars star wars
1: good versus email that is the first thing (laughs) i don't know emily what do you think um other than good versus email of course
0: Alright, obviously, Space Battle. Yeah, right off the bat, you gotta have Space Battle. Um, You know, the next one I'm I'm, I'm sort of almost hoping isn't. Well, no, okay. If we're talking about standalone movies, I wouldn't say this, but I think in sort of the mythos movies, I don't think you can ever have one without the Jedi. Yeah, I guess I mean good versus evil definitely. I think you need some sort of your evil can't just be like one dude. Um it can't just be like a like a supervillain like you get like in comic books and stuff. I think it it needs to be some sort of vast either government or the Sith or 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 something to that effect, like you need a, a galaxy threat when you're talking about the trilogy movies and I guess I mean just like at the very basic level, some sort of hero journey, so you know somebody who's coming from humble or unusual or origins. Who, who, you know, it's the scrappy fighter who saves the universe. Hmm. How about you, Brittany? What, what are the things that make Star Wars, Star Wars?
1: One of them is that you have to start off in space. Every episode of Star Wars starts off in space. And I feel like that's important to add, you know, keeping the tradition. And I gotta say, having a lightsaber duel in the movie that definitely is very star wars or just something having to do with lightsabers because i feel like there's a lightsaber duel or a lightsaber action in each star wars movie and i feel like it'd be really weird to not have one but we're about to have that in the han solo film like this is going to be the first time that we're not going to see anything lightsabers probably so that's really interesting and you know depending on how we view that that's maybe how the future of Star Wars might be, maybe less lightsabers, but I don't know. I feel like that's what kind of makes Star Wars, like the whole ancient weapon kind of thing and good versus email, evil, I, you know, you need a bad person and a good person and then kind of like the mythology aspects. I feel like that's a big thing. Like, I think that's one of the biggest mm-hmm. reasons why I really love Star Wars is, you know, like Comparing it to, like, mythology, like David versus Goliath and Joan of Arc and different things. And even the Bible in some parts. But you have to compare it to something. Or it definitely, like, I was talking to someone on the um, Steelworth Safe Haven. They asked me what my favorite era is. And I said that one of my favorite eras was the prequel era because we got to see the creation of the empire and like kind of the political side of it because they don't really see a lot of that like the rise of palpatine definitely was kind of like the rise of hitler you know he was given like the emergency powers like you know palpatine was given that for the clone wars i'm trying to think oh yeah comic relief we need a good comic relief like we have c-3po and r2d2 we have our good friend, George R. Bean's. Like, we need something that makes us laugh. Like, you know, like ch- something simple as Chewbacca, you know, like we're probably not going to have a Chewbacca in the later films, even though right now he's about like 180, 190 years old. Like, you know, like I love Chewbacca, but he's not going to last forever, which I hope he does, but it's probably not true. But
0: yeah. Do you think, do you think we're going to have C-3PO and R2-D2 forever?
1: something has to happen
0: because I mean I know they're like one of the, the threads that have gone throughout so much of Star Wars but I could see I could see R2 story ending at the same time as Luke's
1: same with 3 and Leia because he's kind of served her over the years, especially on Alderaan, like that was kind of her like protocol droid. Well, not on Alderaan, that was kind of Bales, but you see in the movies, like he he calls her princess after her planet destroyed, like he's basically her protocol droid. But, you know, seeing Leia and how her story is gonna end in this movie, maybe we'll see kind of three POs end too. But who knows, because we're slowly getting less and less of the droids. Which I don't mind, because, you know, we're getting BB-8. And BB-8's adorable.
0: I love BB-8, but I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be really sad when we don't have R2 anymore.
1: Me too. Like, I love R2 and 3PO, but then again, you know, we couldn't have Obi-Wan Kenobi forever. We couldn't have all these different characters. Like, obviously, like, we're probably going to see Luke Skywalker go in the end of this trilogy and same with you know Ray, Finn, and Poe at the end of you know their upcoming trilogies or however long they're going to last but
0: no Poe Dameron is going to live forever
1: I hope so I wonder how long they're really going to do this I wonder if do you think it's really going to be forever like do you think that they're just going to one day just say you know
0: what we need to end this well they're going to make them until they're not profitable anymore I mean that's how any of this stuff works. I mean once once you have a corporation owning it rather than, you know, the vision of one person like who's controlling this story, it's just it's just going to be until until they are not making enough money anymore. So it sorta of depends if they keep making movies that people like. Or at least if they keep making movies that people go see.
1: Yeah. Let's hope. know i have pretty good faith in the last jedi but you know who knows about episode nine and even han solo which should be we should be getting a trailer for in the next months or teaser because ron howard's like slowly finishing that up
0: yeah man they're still not done shooting that's not great i'm i'm super worried about that movie
1: i want to be excited because of how ron howard's hyping it and you know new cast new story i don't know i'm excited to get more star wars i mean excuse for me to go see another star wars movie like right before my birthday it's like it's my little birthday present Han solo <laughs> and lando and a nice cape
0: there you go but man it's like six months between movies can't Oof.
1: Did that. I can't believe they committed.
0: Yeah, I f- I feel like that was a mistake, but
1: they learn from their mistakes, I guess. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jim.
0: For no, that was Darren. Nope.
1: Damn it! Damn it, Brittany. Thank you, Darren, for the email. also, Darren. That was- what is the
0: name of your adorable dog? Please tell us, and send us more pictures.
1: the name of oh, your dog but um yeah sorry i was uh, skimming jim's and that's what i said but do you want to read jim's email sure
0: all right from jim hey thanks so much for taking the time to podcast right after the trailer dropped it was great to hear your thoughts the next day while i was at work my children and i love the trailer with the porg being one of their favorites While well, there has been a lot of talk of porgs i haven't heard a lot of people talk about what role they want them to have in the movie do you think they will have a, as large of a role as Ewoks, or will they be more background comedy relief? What will your preference be? Keep up the good work, Jim. P.S. Costume idea. Wear a Star Wars shirt and blazer and go around throwing badly folded socks at men and tell them they are fired. A.K.A. The Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> well, Brittany, no, you asked for costume suggestions
1: pretty good Halloween costume idea that Emily should take but however I have found a Halloween costume
0: what is your Halloween costume Brittany
1: I am going to be Supreme Leader Snoke
0: (sighs) Mm Mhm. and uh what form is this costume going to take exactly so,
1: a good theory.
0: Don't say good. Don't say good in front of that. <laughs> Do I have to send you some stickers?
1: I already have some. Steel gave me, Shot Steel, he gave me a good batch of stickers.
0: God damn, I have Can so many. I have so many of Steel's stickers around my apartment. I keep finding them places.
1: I had his lollipops in my purse for the longest time. Until I realized that, like, ants were trying to get to my purse. And I'm like, what are <laughs> ants trying to get to my purse? <laughs> so, thanks, Steel, for that. No, it was my fault. But, no. So, there was this theory that Jar Jar Binks is Supreme Leader Snoke. So, what I'm going to do is, I already got the Jar Jar mask. I'm going to wear a black cloak slash robe. And I'm going to be Darth Jar Jar. Also known as Supreme Leader Snoke. And I think that's a pretty damn good Halloween costume idea. I'm going to be the hottest Jar Jar Binks this world will ever see. What do you think about that? I mean, what, what, what do you want me to say, Brittany? <laughs> I'd appreciate your honesty. No kidding. But, yeah, someone, I was on, like, one of the prequel memes, uh, Twitter. And I tagged Emily in it. and like, this is it this is my Halloween costume. And she immediately sent back a puke emoji face. And that's when I knew. But the charger mask was only like six bucks on Amazon. And I have a student Amazon Prime. So, that thing will be here as soon as it comes. And I will post a nice selfie with the mask on. When I get it. I need to get the black cloak though. But, anyways, back to the Porgs! Porgs!
0: Um, I don't- I can't imagine that the Porgs are gonna have, like, a hugely important thing. I mean, because they are, at least from everything we see, they are, unlike the Ewoks, the Porgs are animals. They're not people. So, I think it's just gonna be, like, cute little background stuff. And then, however, one is hanging out with Chewbacca on the Falcon, which I'm excited to see.
1: Yeah, I agree with that somewhat. I feel like, you know, the Porgs will just kind of be like a little comedy relief. Like, oh, like, they're cute. But we're going to see Chewbacca and a Porg. So, there's going to be a relationship with the two. Like, either it's going to be, like, a therapy Porg, or, like, they're actually friends and they can understand each other. Or just Chewie thinks it's cute, too, and Chewie wants a pet. But...
0: I think it's gonna start out with Chewie being annoyed by the Porgs, yeah, and then they're gonna be—he's gonna become friends with that little Porg that screams on the Winding Falcon, who I have decided is named Gerald.
1: <laughs> Gerald, I'm writing that down.
0: Yep, his name is Gerald. If it
1: actually
0: has a name. I'm sure it will. It better have a name because you should name things. But whatever his name is, his real name, deep in his heart, is Gerald.
1: So, i mean i think it'd be kind of funny if like that campfire scene because they're supposed to be kind of like a campfire scene with like the falcon or something and what if ray was like sitting there and they hear something in the bushes and they're like oh no it's kylo ren and then out comes a pork <laughs> that's awful it's never gonna happen and if that happens i don't know how to react but Maybe, like, they're Force-sensitive, maybe...
0: Oh, God, I hope not.
1: They're Luke's friends. We still don't know. We still don't even know about the Praetorian Guards. No, not Praetorian Guards, but the um, amphibian, amphibian people. Who are those? The caretakers.
0: Oh, yeah, we don't know anything about them. We haven't seen them again.
1: I hope we don't see them in one of, like, the TV promos, because they've been slowly spewing out the TV promos. Oh, I, to, that was- I'm avoiding those. I'm trying to, but I'm so nosy that I-
0: You just gotta stop. Like, look, I love- I love making Star Wars, but I just stop going to making Star Wars, because I don't even want to, like, be tempted to click on anything.
1: Uh... Yeah, but two months away, <sighs> I can do it. I can do it, but- I want to see porgs. I want to see them be cute. And maybe I should get Canadian bacon and pineapple another brother and just name it pizza. So that I have Canadian bacon and pineapple pizza. Bum bum. I'm fine. <laughs> thank you, Jim, for the email. If anyone has any Star Wars questions or just anything you want to get answered, email us at cantobytepod at gmail.com, and we would love to answer your diehard questions.
0: Or if you know how the clone troopers get their names, please tell me.
1: Important shit, guys. Important shit.
0: Oh, and I'd love to hear people's thoughts on when and how we're gonna be saying goodbye to characters like R2-D2, NC-3PO, and Chewbacca.
1: Yeah, or, um... Oh, yeah, how, how how's everyone seeing the movie? Are you guys seeing it in 3D? Are you guys seeing it in 2D? Are you guys not seeing it at all? Like, we'd like to know.
0: In which case, why are you listening to our podcast? But... I don't
1: know. Sometimes people like to listen to random things like they saw canto bite and they thought it was like food and they're like i want to listen to a food cod or food podcast and then they were listening they're like this is not food but these girls are funny and i like what they say i don't
0: know Uh, oh speaking of the name of our podcast when that book comes out in december we're doing an episode about it whole episode yeah
1: It coming
0: out? Uh, December. I'm not sure if it's, like, before the movie or after the movie.
1: I can't believe, like, we're almost at the point where we'll have to decide, you know, what day we're going to record the podcast on because we're going to do, like, reaction to the movie episode. And then... It's all coming up. So quick. So quickly. But you can... I suck at outros. You
0: can find <laughs> us on Twitter and Instagram at Canto Byte Pod. As we said earlier, you can email us CantoBitePod at gmail.com. We are part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network. If you go to RadioFreePodcasting.com, you can find us there along with a ton of other podcast covering Star Wars covering John Cusack movies covering beer, covering whatever the fuck Ollie and Richie talk about on their garbage show. You <laughs> can find me on Twitter at EFLind and you can find Brittany at canto brit. and if you please can take the time to rate and review us on itunes that would help us a lot it, um it, you know it just gets the podcast out there more uh you know please rate review please retweet our episodes and if you like us just you know just spread the word tell some people to listen to us
1: hell yeah we love it
0: that's yeah. my out that's my outro voice fuck i love I, that's i, I
1: can't... outro it was so spot on especially about that stupid fucking show The Richie and Ollie show <laughs> Like What the What kind of sh- Is it a show Is it a podcast Like I don't even know What to call it Like when I'm trying To explain it to my friends I just call it a shit show
0: <laughs> I love you boys You're very nice yeah,
1: we, we love you guys They're just Just Richie and Ollie You're just The nicest Some of the nicest people The nicest assholes You'll ever meet But Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.